what's going on boys and girls it's tom and it's jamie welcome to the chronicles of podcast the chronicle of 2003 2023 He's so glad he named himself H now for his career. He's like, I was going to say, John, you've got to give, for context, a rundown of the past 24 hours. So, I DJ the show in disco on Thursday night, and we did a full day of press with John Mahon show on Friday. I said a full day of press, it was like two weeks. So it wasn't two weeks. And then, 11 p.m. at 7 p.m. to get the train at 8 p.m. on Friday, got to London at 10 p.m. DJ'd face down to me in room 1 to 2, then went upstairs to the after party 4 to 6. They got on a train back to Cheltenham at 7.30 and they got back on site at half 10 this morning. And then probably did have our most full day of rest of the day actually. Yeah, we had most of our interviews today. Yeah. Well, I feel like the good thing about this festival is a bit more chill and vibe. You know, it's like having some of the bigger festivals. Yeah, yeah, it's, that, that was a great analogy as it starts raining. Right. That's what I was just going to try and think. I was yeah. looking at a guy and he's going to How waterproof is the Canon E M100? The M100. Yeah. Scene, you've all moved. <laughs> Places <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. Um, how's your 2003 been, guys? Sick, right? Fucking sick. Like, we love this festival, man. Like, much like you guys, we did like a little preview of 2003s, and like, we spoke to James, and we just basically said how, like, people feel nicer at trees, like, everything about it feels nicer. Even the rain feels nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made, that makes it. Well, you see, we, so the first time I came here, and I'm pretty sure the first time you came here, so I used to work at Scuds, and we filmed here for the first time in 
Dean and you and Dan Carr presented. And I, I feel like when I when we came here, it was like it's my favorite festival. Yeah. I found it. Found yeah. Because yeah. I, I'm, I like obviously like the big ones like Download and uh, Slamdunk and all that, but something about this place it just feels a bit nicer. But everyone's everyone's just so lovely and welcoming and uh, less stress. I think. And, and, walking, when, and when you've got open carry rules with your alcohol where you can just take oh, it yeah. around your festival. He's great, let's so, be honest. Being of which, I, did, I bought this out last night. Oh my god! Oh! Oh! A little fun little treat oh! <laughs> as the rain comes in. Yeah. Apple salads. Uh, Apple salads in a Oh, beautiful! I'm definitely down. Let's get, in. let's get involved. It's the last interview uh, of the, oh, the, the festival. Okay. Let's, just, let's just get in. You can't be an apple sour. No one says no to an apple Absolutely wonderful. Oh, why not? Why it's not? It's the first drink of the day. <laughs> this is how the band on the Titanic fell. It's <laughs> going down. Like, this is like. Two interviewers interviewing two interviewers outside in the pissing rain was literally everyone else with the same mind as David Shelter. Content. Content. Content is more important than weather. <laughs> the sacrifices we made for the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh. Have you managed to catch anybody this this festival at all? Yeah. Uh, yesterday, obviously, the bullet, amazing headline set. One of my favourite sets of yesterday was Kublai Kublai Khan TX. Oh yeah. Like uh, there's such a heavy, but I think that was like. I was feeling a bit rough yesterday and I saw them and it like poked me right up. Someone said that he's got like the maddest ad libs before like breakdowns and shit. It's, it's basically Texan, uh, <laughs> my friend was like, it's like furry metal because he does so many dog barks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh fucking hell. So tell us what have you guys been up to? I know you've you've done some interviews with John Mahon show, what sort of people and who have you spoken to while you've been here? So we had a big focus at Trees, like we wanted to like shine a light on like the people who like we genuinely believe are some of the most talented musicians up and coming in the scene and like there's a band from Birmingham called Harriet who I've been watching Deb's career over the last couple of years, I've just known a few years since we've been from Birmingham. And like from watching Debs do like these shred covers on Twitter to gaining more confidence, then slowly getting more retweets, bands yeah. watching them, like Randy Blythe replying to them saying like this is fucking sick. Well, they, cause they got asked to support Lamb of God because the guitarist is a big fan and I think he, he got them on the show. Yeah, and like watch, watching a story like that unfold with someone who's one of the most kindest individuals that I've come across, especially on like an up and coming man level, like so humble, so sweet, but so viciously talented with what she does. Like you stand and you listen to some of the gutturals that Debs is busting out, you're like, how does someone who looks so innocent make such a demonic noises? Like you're channeling the gates of hell with your vocal cords whilst you look like you could also be taking me to church this week. <laughs> That's a fucking great way to do it. Yeah, it's like when you speak to her like, when she's off stage, she's like this is a sweetheart, and then she gets on stage, she's like this big presence, this metal presence on stage. Yeah, but like yeah, got Harriet, had Lucas morning absence. Jamie Lemon was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You, you just spoke to him, didn't you? Yeah. So Jamie is amazing. I, I always say he's like if he didn't do music, he could be a stand-up comedian. Oh, he comes out with so many 
points. Uh, the, the man is quite literally like a conveyor belt of liners. Uh, yeah. Uh, like just for promo, like you can put any sentence of his. It's like cool. Uh, John. <laughs> But what about you boys? Who have you seen this weekend? Have you spoken to oh, the interview around? Yeah. Mate, I, yeah, I, I think... we the table. <laughs> I think you guys are our 30th interview we've done this weekend. Lucky number 30. We have not fucking stopped it's and it's been, been amazing. It has been unbelievable. Like, we lovely talked to Harriet, but that was absolutely great. As everything unfolds, yeah. we sang Electric Callboy with them. Wow, in our nice. interview, absolutely fantastic. We just had Jamie Lennon and we like pissed myself laughing. We had Rob Rouse. Who's headlined the comedy stage tonight? That was absolutely incredible. We've had fucking uh, New Pagans. We've had Hundred Reasons. We've yeah. had oh, the list goes on and on. It's been it's been insane. Man. I think that's a good thing about Dream. Like obviously they get international bands, but I think they do got a big focus on like UK bands, especially up and coming bands, which is always good to see. Especially like because it's it's like. It's like basically gearing up small bands to play bigger festivals. Yeah. Because it's like it's a big festival, but in a smaller environment. So absolutely, yeah. Experience playing big stages whilst we draft. My ass is so Content, John. Content. It's worth it. This is run off, surely. It's just my ass. Just my ass. Oh, yeah, yeah. But no, we love talking to people at festivals because we think festivals are so important because it's such like a family feel. Like the amount of people we've sat down and spoke to today, we're like. We were talking to you for like two minutes. I'm having such a laugh. You see people just walk up to you like, hey, who are you? I don't know, let's grab a beer. And, you know, it's such a great feeling, but obviously, John, you're DJing at the Silent Discos of a nighttime. Do you get that feeling when you're up there on stage looking out at those crowds and like, this is one big fucking family out here? Yeah, man. Like, especially on something like the Silent Disco where it is quite literally a bunch of strangers singing songs they don't know where the fuck they're coming from. <laughs> yeah. like, the good thing is like, they you can see what channel they're on from the headphones. So you're on Blue Channel yeah. tonight and you're like, the Blue Gang! And yeah. then I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you just see people around the festival just like... And my favourite shit is when you play a song and you watch people change other people's headphones for them. They're like, yeah. jump on yeah, this channel, yeah. bitch. And it's like, it's, it's wholesome as fuck because it's like, it's a different way to ingest music. It's like, like at first when I did Silent Discos, I was skeptical about it because I was trying to like mix and I was trying to do what I usually do at a DJ set. And then I realized that like, people don't want that. They don't want to sit there waiting for 15 seconds whilst you beat Mac and key match two songs perfectly. It's like, just play a people fucking just want banger. To sing along, they? Play a banger and get on with it, son. So like, <laughs> was, um, what went off the most, do you know? My favourite, my favourite switch was I got Dancing Queen by Abba going into Counting Worms by Not Loose. I was pretty, I was That's impressive. I was, I was particularly proud of that switch. I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, shit. Two sides of my personality. <laughs> Another reason we like to talk about these festivals because us as a podcast we're affiliated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Yeah. And you know. So many people at these festivals are just here, just being themselves. You know, they can relax, they can unwind, they can let their hair down, can paint their nails, they can wear a skirt, whatever the fuck they want to yeah. do. And you know, 
and it's free from that judgment they're not looking over their shoulder they're not having people hurl abuse at them and whatnot do you see that as well just going around these festivals just seeing people like ah home i think uh, it's just it's like i feel like it's quiet in the industry there's some people that are still like old like it's old way of thinking but i think festivals like this are so inclusive and they open the doors to so many different types of people and it's just it's just nice to see that mix of like you get like you see everyone here from all back all walks of life like it's just great to see yeah man and like we did a reaction to the Bring Me Easy collaboration yep. on the Lucy Vers new album. And at the end of that, I played Ollie a clip of a song on Uzi's album called Suicide Doors. And like the start of that song, there's a clip from an interview. I don't know where the interview's come from. It's like, you know, like Charlemagne Geezer who says all that controversial stuff. Like, you know, I think he's got a like breakfast club or something. It sounds like him, but basically, like, he's like, this guy's walking around calling himself Little Uzi Vert. There's nothing gangster about him. Like, he wears, like, fingernail polish and, like, walks around wearing a dress. Like, he ain't no Uzi. Like, he's a sissy fine motherfucker and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, it's like, that's, that's how people outside this world still view this world. It's like you see a man walking around with nail polish on, you see a man yeah. walking around with a dress on, and you automatically made that assumption. And we um, were talking about, we interviewed uh, Phyllis Vampire Killers at Download, and they were saying, like, the, one of the reasons they came back was, like, they feel like the culture's changed a bit from when they were, when they split up, because they felt, I think they got a lot of, like, hate for, like, wearing makeup and stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, they, they literally had people calling them a makeup man, yeah. and, like, and why treating is that them homophobically then, because they had a lot of... Like, why is that a bad thing? Like, what, like, what I can't wear makeup and play music? Yeah. Oh, so that's like, Gene Simmons' normal face, is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, at this point, it could it's be. Just, <laughs> I feel like, it's, like it's, especially, like, the younger generations is like, grow, grown up being like, oh, it is okay to be yourself, do whatever, whatever the fuck you want be whoever you want to be and it's fine like i mean people in the past have been like suppressed like you must act this way or do that like be a certain way but i think it's just breaking down those barriers yeah man like on, on my show on Karango, i remember like i used to just before my pandemic i got an email or message from a listener and she said that her kid was growing his hair long and it started, it started to get to a stage where like his classmates were calling him a girl for having long hair and she was like, Are you got any tips for young man? And I was like, keep it, because in 10 years time, all those dudes who are doing that, their girlfriends will be turning around to you and saying, oh my God, I love your hair, your hair's so beautiful, your hair's so nice. And it's like, cool, yeah, like when people are raised in a certain way on like a narrow tonal vision of perspective on life, sometimes they do need to be educated, but it doesn't stop something being beautiful or a part of someone's personality or part of their identity. They shouldn't be allowed to express and I feel like, also, let's fucking grow up. How is it affecting your life what someone else dresses like? It's like, yeah, like it doesn't yeah. affect you. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, I feel like it's it's more of people's projections of their own insecurities than anything else. It's like, the people who slag it off, the people who wish they could do it. 100%. Exactly that. Exactly that. Nailed it. Oh. Ollie, let's talk about Forever Loud. Like, can you explain yes. what it is? Well, so I, I'll give a little backstory. So I, uh, <laughs> it's gonna wring his ass out. <laughs> yeah, gonna drain himself. Yeah, I used to work at Scuzz TV. So I, ended, I ran the channel for a bit, for like from 2016 to 2018. And unfortunately in 2018, uh, Sony, our bosses decided to shut us and about eight of the channels down. So it was kind of like, it was, 
was basically like my dream job because I watched Scuds growing up and yeah. I was like I quite enjoy when I took over the channel. And then after that finished, I went. I just went freelance video editing. Did that for a couple of years. Well, I still do it now. But then I just got. I just wanted to get back into the, the rock scene, so I was like, I start my own company and basically try and do what I was doing at Skuz, but off my own back. So yeah, that's when Rebel Owl was born. Built the website myself, did all the, all the branding. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, and luckily because I still had like, a lot of contacts with the industry, a lot of people have helped me out, so it wasn't like starting from scratch, I could get like interviews with bands. I think the first festival I did was Slamburn last year. Yeah, it's, it's, I've done about 50 odd videos so far. Like, me and John have just started the, sh the show, so yeah. it's, it's slowly growing. It's a slow burner, but it's, it's nice to have something that you can control. Especially like a, a brand that you can launch different projects from. Yeah. And it's all within the rock alternative world, so it's what I, what I do really. So. That's incredible. incredible. Absolutely amazing. Obviously, before all technology explodes, <laughs> give it a final plug. Tell us the John Mahan show. What's it about? Where can people find it? It's where we get the man himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, guy, the guy whose name's on the front, yeah. So, oh my god, this is insane. Oh! 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 Monday's and Thursdays on YouTube. We put clips everywhere as well. Like we try to do giveaways. We chat shit. It's really fucking stupid. Yeah, like let's end this before this camera. Yes, go. Yes, yes. My voice is going. Somebody send help. Somebody send help.